Hey there everyone, I'm Ashley Bullington and welcome back to the campfire. This week we deep dive into District 23 6A. Guys, I'm pretty sad because we only have two episodes left of the campfire and that's including this one, breaking down District 23 6A. Well, we gotta make the best of it though. These are the teams that you'll be seeing in this district. Alif Elsick, Alif Hastings, Alvin, Shadow Creek, Strake Jesuit, Pearland, and Pearland Dawson. Wow, there's some solid teams in District 23 6A, but who do you think will take the district crown? Go to our Twitter account, it's IHSS Houston, and vote for who you think will take the district championship. Now we have a quick trivia question for you. Which father-son baseball duo went to Bobby and Bobby Witt Jr., B, Cody and Clay Bell, C, Nolan and Reed Ryan, or D, Craig and Caden Biggio? Yes, I know this is one of the last two trivia questions, but I'm not going to take it easy on any of y'all. So if you think you have the right answer, go anywhere you can find the campfire. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and leave a comment with what you believe the right answer is. Also, if you're a podcast person, you're in luck. The campfire comes in podcast form. Go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and find our entire catalog of Inside High School Sports Podcasts. Now it's time for the film session, presented by your local GEICO offices in Cypress, Katy Spring, and Pearland. District 23-6A is an eight-team league with six of the eight teams quite familiar with one another, as they were all in this district the last two years. The three Aleaf ISD schools, Strake Jesuit, and both Pearland ISD schools are the six holdovers. Gone are Brazoswood and George Ranch and Alvin slides over from 24-6A. And Shadow Creek moves up in classification after winning the 5A Division I state title a year ago. In two years as a varsity program, Shadow Creek is 31-1, with the only loss coming in the 2018 state title game. While the Sharks make the jump in class, they have plenty of talent to make the leap. Eight all-district performers from a year ago return for the Sharks. Pearland Dawson won this district a year ago, going 10-2 in a season that included an eight-game winning streak. Much of that roster is back for the Eagles this fall, with 11 all-district standouts returning, including a whopping seven on the defensive side of the ball. Crosstown rival Pearland captured the district crown in 2018, and the Oilers extended their lengthy run of postseason trips last fall. Pearland loses 12 of its 18 all-district performers from last season, but the Oilers should still once again be in the thick of the district race. Strig Jesuit reached the third round of the playoffs last year, and the Crusaders look to build off that stellar 10-3 campaign. The Crusaders bring back five of their nine all-district offensive players from last season, which should lead to another explosive offense at Strake. The three Leaf ISD schools, Elsick, Hastings, and Taylor, all finished in a three-way tie for fifth place last year. Hastings and Taylor both welcome in new head coaches, as Hastings offensive coordinator Thomas De La Rosa becomes the Bears' new general. 
and former Fort Bend Bush OC Sean Gray takes over at Alif Taylor. Alvin rounds out the district in the second year of Tim Teagle's rebuilding effort with the Yellow Jackets. While Alvin went winless in 2019, it's only a matter of time until the veteran head coach has the Yellow Jackets competing for a playoff spot. And those special teams are made of special players. We are going to highlight a few of those players from District 23-6A and our Players on the Rise, presented by Grimaldi's Pizzeria. Shadow Creek four-star quarterback Kyron Drones is ready to lead his team in an entirely new classification and hopefully get back to where they finished last season, AT&T Stadium. Last year, Drones had 3,402 passing yards and 46 passing touchdowns. He also had 134 rushing attempts for 825 yards and 18 rushing touchdowns. Drones is committed to Baylor in their 2021 class. Elite Taylor's quarterback Esteban Torres is another rising star in 23-6A. In 2019, he had 801 passing yards for four touchdowns and added another 342 rushing yards for five touchdowns to his stat line. He will have a tough road ahead for his senior season, but see him put Taylor on his back in 2020. Paraland Dawson running back Jaden Stewart will be tearing through defenses in the coming season. As a junior, Stewart had 195 carries for 1,160 rushing yards and 14 total touchdowns. Look for him to be a threat of this offense in 2020. Pearland has a gem of a running back for the 2020 season and Darius Hale, who transferred from Dobie High School. Hale had a good year with the Longhorns as he had 64 carries for them in the 2019 season. The three-star athlete is looking to make the best of his senior year in the 2020 season with the Oilers. Strict Jesuit offensive tackle Max Merrill is ready to go for his senior season. Merrill is definitely one of the best offensive linemen in the greater Houston area, if not the state. It helped his team go 10-3 in 2019, which included the Fighting Crusaders going three rounds deep into the playoffs. He currently has 37 offers to play college football. And those athletes have achieved great things on the gridiron. But do you know somebody from the high school sports scene accomplishing great things in your community? A player, coach, or team going that extra mile. Nominate them for the Chevy Spotlight. To nominate, go to IHSSChevySpotlight.com and follow our social accounts to see if your nomination is highlighted. Now it's time for our Media Day segment, where we talk to coaches about their teams and the district that they'll be seeing in the 2020 season. And winning that state championship, what were the emotions that overcame you? Um, I, we saw it overcame your team, but what overcame you when you guys won that state championship? I mean, it, it was powerful. It's it, something, you know, as, as a little kid growing up loving football and, and looking up to coaches and, and then to be in that moment, uh, it was very, very special. Uh, especially after being there and playing against my old high school coach the year before and coming up short and then, you know, playing Denton Ryan, and there was connections between Coach Allen and Denton Ryan, you know, as head coach too, so it was a special moment. Um, you know, this season, uh, another year, 2020, but you guys move up to 6A. Can you talk about that jump from 5A to 6A and how the challenges that you're going to face, but also how you think your guys are going to step up? You know, it'll be a test for us. I mean, the thing that really changes as you get to higher classifications is your depth. 
and uh, so that will be the challenge for us. I think, you know, our frontline first team guys, you know, will be in pretty good shape and pretty competitive, but it'll be really important for us to develop depth and, and for us to have guys ready to step in if somebody goes down and, and uh, you know, fill a void. And uh, talk a little bit about Kyron Drones for us. Uh, Baylor commit, the leader of your football team. Um, can you kind of give us some insight on who he is? Well, Kyron is, is you know, we've seen him grow, and, and his dad is a coach on staff here, and so it's just been really, really good to see his transformation. Um, and the thing that, you know, he's got a lot of recognition this offseason, and, and, you know, it was due because he put together a heck of a football season last year. But what people don't realize is the work that he's done behind the scenes, and, you know, he's really dedicated himself to, to getting better all the time, and I think during the season last year, people saw that. He just continued to improve with every opportunity, and I expect him to do the same into this senior year. And can you talk about him as a leader on the Sharks team? It's just another area that he's developed into. Uh, as a sophomore, we had a senior quarterback, so he was stuck in that, that window of, of a guy wanting to be out there and wanting to play in, and his, his reps were limited. And then, you know, I think when he got his opportunity that he just said, hey, I'm going to take this thing over, and, and we're, we're headed in the right direction. So great job by him. And talk about your new district. I mean, you're going up to 23-6A. Do you know a little bit about the competition that you have coming up and some of those teams that you'll be playing? We do. You know, we're familiar with Dawson and Pearland because through the years, you know, we've, we've those are teams that we've played against. But we'll have Elsick and Straight Jesuit and, and Alvin in there. And uh, we just met as a district yesterday trying to kind of map out our plan for for moving forward and so everybody's just trying to take it a step at a time and, and uh, we, we know it's going to be a very competitive district but we look forward to, to, to giving it a shot. Coach, thanks for joining us on the campfire and giving us your insight on District 23-6A. Good luck to you and your team in the 2020 season. We'll be right back after a couple messages from our sponsors. Chevrolet Inside High School Sports is brought to you by your Houston area Chevy dealers. Visit your nearest dealer to test drive our award-winning products. The film session is presented by your local GEICO offices in Cypress, Katy, Spring, Land. To get more information or a quote, go to geico.com Houston. The Players on the Rise is presented by Grimaldi's Cold Brick Oven Pizzeria. Grimaldi's Pizzeria is open for dine-in, carry-out, and delivery. Visit GrimaldisPizzeria.com. Welcome back to the campfire. District 23-6A displays teams that had solid 2019 seasons. Amongst those are Pearland, Pearland Dawson, and Strake Jesuit. And you can't forget about Alvin Shadow Creek who in just their second year of varsity football brought home the 5A Division I state title. But how will they fare now moving up to 6A? We have a man that will answer all of those questions for you. Now it's time for the district breakdown. We welcome in Inside High School Sports Insider, Matt Harris, who's going to answer those tough questions about District 23-6A. Matt? Thanks, Ashley. We're down to our final two weeks of season previews, and we've got two of the best for last. 23-6A is loaded with talent, and it's headlined by a school that has moved up from 5A, and here's a hint, they've only lost one game in school history. Shadow Creek joins the Pearland and A-Leaf ISD schools, as well as Alvin and Straight Jesuit, who's one of the two private schools in the state that competes in the UIL. 
This district is packed with talent, and I'll start as I always do with my pick to win the district in the Shadow Creek Sharks. There's an argument to be made that the Sharks will have to adjust to 6A football and that they could slip a little in 2020. The other strong argument against the Shadow Creek District Championship is that they have to start losing sometime. They can't remain perfect in the regular season forever. But 2020 simply isn't the year that happens, even in a talented district. The Sharks returned seven players in their senior class that will play Division I football, including quarterback Kyron Drones, a Nike Elite 11 finalist and Baylor commit. CJ Gidry and Randy Masters are also Division I recruits at wide receiver and will help Drones greatly, but the offensive line will need to replace some departing talent. Defense has always been Shadow Creek's calling card, and they'll be led by Terrence Cooks at linebacker, along with Jalen Emery and Jalen Lane in the secondary, all Division I recruits as well. There are plenty of talented starters to replace, but Shadow Creek has quickly become one of Houston's most elite programs. I like the Sharks to take yet another district title this season. I think there's a clear cut next three schools to round out the playoff picture, but I think they could really go in any order. Here's my best guess. I'll go with the Dawson Eagles, who return 11 starters from a 10-win team last season. A familiar theme among the teams I think will make the playoffs outside of Shadow Creek is that each will be breaking in a brand new or fairly new quarterback. For Dawson, replacing Miles Kit Denton won't be easy as the Eagles' former gunslinger was named District 23-6A MVP last season. Fortunately, whoever takes over at quarterback will have Jaden Stewart lining up next to him in the backfield. Stewart ran for more than 1,000 yards and 14 scores last season. While there are some questions on offense, Dawson's defense should be one of the best in the district. That unit returned seven starters, including last year's 23-6A Defensive Player in the Year and defensive end Cameron Whitfield. Blake Smith will make an impact on offense and defense, and Carter Brown is one of the most lethal kickers in the greater Houston area. Dawson isn't a lock for the two spot, but they should certainly have another successful season. For the third spot in the district, I'm going with Paramount. The Oilers will have to replace highly successful quarterback J.D. Head, and the early favorite to step into that spot is Jake Sock, who will be a junior. With Cedric Mitchell out wide and Torrance Burgess and Kennedy Lewis forming a solid one-two punch at running back, Sock will have good weapons around him if he's the one who takes over at quarterback. However, the offensive line will need to be rebuilt. On defense, the Oilers return five starters, including a solid safety duo in Calicolio Linton and Dylan Dixon. Pearland should have an impressive squad once again and will look to improve on an 8-3 season. The one thing to look for is Pearland will be the, in the Division I playoffs where they've lost to Dickinson in the first round in each of the last two seasons. Look for the Oilers to try and lock up the one seed for Division I to avoid another first round date with the Gators. Finally, we've got straight Jesuit to round out the playoff picture. And remember, I think the teams from two to four could be seeded anywhere, so I'm not necessarily confident that Jesuit will be bringing up the rear when it's all said and done. Jesuit returns 12 starters and has won 10 games in each of the last two seasons, a good recipe for success. The catch is, like Dawson and Pearland, the Crusaders will be replacing a quarterback and I have no clue who will fill that spot. Whoever steps up at quarterback will be the beneficiary of seven returning offensive starters and a solid offensive line that includes a pair of three-year starters in Max Merrill and Luke Melton. The offense will feature Robert Smith at wide receiver and a duo of Alex May and Joel Crawford in the backfield, but the defense will be the strength. The Crusaders will feature a strong front seven that includes Jacob Syke on the line and Jace Bordelon at linebacker. Lance Sison was one of Strake's 
top defenders a year ago, and he'll lead a young secondary. Although I have Jesuit fourth in the district for now, don't be surprised if they finish higher. The round robin between the Crusaders and the Pearland schools I've already mentioned will decide the playoff order. My first two out was a toss-up, but I'm going to go with Aleph Hastings in the five spot. The Bears went 4-6 last season after making the playoffs in 2018 and lost a narrow game 24-23 to Aleph Taylor, the team they'll be trying to beat out for the five seed or a playoff spot. The Bears returned 15 starters, which is well more than half on each side of the ball, and they'll be anchored by a strong offensive line and defensive line. Like most of the rest of the district, the Bears will have to figure out who steps in at quarterback. The line and running back Darian Houston will help aid that transition on offense. The defense will be led by Winfred Donahue and Neron Jackson. I don't see a playoff appearance in the cards for Hastings this season because 23-6A is such a deep district, but the Bears will be good for a handful of wins. As I mentioned, I have Aleph Taylor slotting in at 6, but they could easily be 5. The Lions have put together back-to-back 3-7 seasons, which isn't particularly impressive, but that's also a little misleading. Taylor easily could have gone 5-5 five five last season after two close district losses, and they didn't help themselves out by taking two L's in non-district play to two of the better teams in the area in Klein Collins and Spring Westfield. A new coach in Sean Gray could bring in some new ideas, and he'll be armed with something that only two other teams in the district have, a returning quarterback in Esteban Torres. The top weapons for Torres, who doubles as a kicker by the way, will be Tyler King out wide and Jordan Conception at running back and a defensive offensive line. For the defense, Everett Haven and Mays Washington will lead the way. Expect the showdown with Hastings to be important to where Taylor finishes in the district standings. Next up is Aleph Elsick. The Rams struggled to a 2-8 record last season and will look to improve on that, but it won't be easy in a tough district. Elsick will have a returning starting quarterback though, a luxury that most don't have in this district. David Haley saw some time as a freshman and will look to improve in his sophomore season. Adrian Brown will return at running back as well after missing half the 2019 season with an injury. Nathaniel Joseph and Paris Falls will make up a decent receiving core and the defense will be led by another young player in Chris Garrett. The Rams will be young, but they have a good mix of youth and experience. It'll be tough to string together wins in such a tough district, but it bodes well for the future. We round things out with Alvin, who moves over from 24-6A. It was a tough year for the Yellow Jackets, who went 0-10 for the second straight season and was shut out in 7 of 10 games. Alvin will have no shortage of competition for the starting quarterback job. Gavin Guthrie held down the spot last season but also plays defense. Alvin could move him there full-time with two capable quarterbacks waiting in the wings, including sophomore Jaden Garcia. I think starting a sophomore would be smart to give the team some continuity at the spot for the next three years. Outside of that, Christian Touch and Armando Rivera will be the top targets for whoever the Yellow Jackets roll with at QB. The defense will feature Larry Wojasek on the line and Bo Olszewski in the secondary. If Guthrie moves from quarterback to linebacker full-time, that would give the Jackets a reliable playmaker at each level of the defense. The main goal for Alvin this season should be to get a few wins on the board and build momentum moving forward. Now for my team and player to watch. My team to watch is the Pearland Oilers. After two straight seasons of getting bounced in the first round, it feels like 2020 could be the year the Oilers get back to their winning ways in the playoffs. It won't be easy and they'll probably need to beat Dawson and Drake Jesuit, but wins against those two would almost assuredly lock up that two spot, which would be the number one seed for Division I if Shadow Creek wins the district. 
Pearland will hope Jake Sock is ready for the spotlight at quarterback because the Oilers will have plenty of talent around him. My final order of business is my player to watch for 23-6A, and it's a pretty obvious choice for me. The quarterback is the driver of the team in today's pass-heavy game, making it a position of utmost importance. It's hard to win without a good signal caller. Fortunately, Shadow Creek has one of the best in the state, and they play in a district that lacks experience at the quarterback spot. That's why Kyron Drones is my player to watch. The Baylor Pledge already has a state ring on his finger after just one season as a starter, and Nike recognized him as one of the top gunslingers in the nation by inviting him to its Elite 11 quarterback competition. Drones threw for nearly 3,500 yards and a whopping 46 touchdowns while adding another 18 scores on the ground. He's one of the state's preeminent dual threat quarterbacks, and I can't wait to see what's in store for his senior season, now against elevated competition in Class 6A. That's all I've got for this week, and we'll wrap up our Greater Houston Area previews next week with 24-6A. Back to you, Ashley. Matt, great insight as always. Thank you. I'll see you next time. That's what we have for this week's episode of The Campfire. Come back next Monday for our final show for this summer. Until then, follow our social accounts. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube that will be bringing you content focused around District 23-6A. I'm Ashley Bullington, and I'll see you next time.